welcome back to another episode of Los Nazarenos Podcast. This is the reissue of episode 8. In this episode, we're talking all about poverty and the incarnation. So this is a fun conversation, a lot of good stuff. Hope you enjoy it. Peace. Let's launch right into Hi, Mama. I want to oh tell God. you that I'm so proud, and uh, you are the best in uh, tamales. <laughs> All right. Uh, you could edit that out, right, from Facebook yeah, Live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not from Facebook Live. What? I, oh, no. <laughs> I, I can edit it out from the podcast. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, so, Kerwin. What's up? Yep, it's me. Came money. It was good. You're going to you. <laughs> You're gonna take us real deep. Giving up all your K monies? Oh, giving everything. You just call yep. me K because I'm dropping the dollar sign. You yeah, know, here yeah, we yeah. go. Let me be real with you right now. You know, I come from a lavish household and uh, we got everything. Mansions, women, Dom Perignon on tap. <laughs> everything you're looking for. I'm just kidding. I've, no, I've heard Dom Perignon yeah. tastes just like, like $5 champagne. Probably. I don't yeah, like champagne. Because, so. because like, it was at my like Christmas party like uh-huh. a couple years ago. It's like, my boyfriend gave me a bottle of Dom Perignon. And like, my mom and like wife were drinking it and it was like, it's like, yeah, this tastes like a $10 <laughs> bottle of champagne. <laughs> there isn't anything different with it. But yeah, so let's talk about poverty. Poverty yeah. is something that <clears throat> gets mentioned a lot uh, through the Bible. Uh, and then it also gets acted upon through Christ and the incarnation. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And then it's also something that, I mean, it's just one of those real life problems, right? Like we see it around the world. There are some uh, countries that are in poverty. There are some countries that uh, maybe weren't in poverty at some point, but because other countries went in and overtook them, they are now in poverty. So like, what is this huge term? What is this poverty? Like, how do we see it? Um, And, you know, is there different types of poverty, you know? Uh, and you know, we'll start off with that. You know, there are different types of poverty. I believe like the two types of poverty you could think of would be poverty. Uh, well, I guess there's three now that I think about it, maybe even four. (laughs) So there's like spiritual poverty, right? When you're just poor in spirit, you know, you might not know a lot or you might just not, or you might know, but you don't want to practice. So that's spiritual poverty. Uh, we have, uh, physical, uh, poverty and that gets broken down into two sections. One of them, is poverty because you were born into a household with like low low means, okay? Mm-hmm. And so like you don't have money or whatever the case may be, and so you're considered poor. Yeah, right? type when you, we say poverty, that's probably what everyone's thinking. Right. Yeah. And then there's, but there's here's and here's here's something that some people don't think about sometimes, and it's when you choose to live. A life of poverty so like what does that mean like what like okay like you're like wait what like who would want to like choose to be poor you know like why would you even choose yeah. something like that like why is it that you know it's like and so people that are in this po- po- uh, uh, poverty state not willfully or willingly they're just like well why would anybody want to live like this you know and again uh, it's just because they're just they're two different worlds. And so when we think of poverty, when you are born into a situation where you don't have the means, that's something that, you know, social constructs because of how the economy gets trickled down 
uh, whatever the case may be, like that's that particular type of poverty. And it, 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 it focuses on the fact that, uh, you know, sometimes we can't leave these states. And so that takes us through a path of, of finding a way to be able to survive. And so there's this really great book. I'm happy that we're on Facebook Live. <laughs> whoop, oh, whoop, can you whoop. see the book? I don't know. Maybe it's called. <laughs> it's uh, written by Teresa uh, Gowen. Saint Saint Teresa Saint, of Calcutta. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're like cousins, <laughs> distant cousins, super distant. And it's called Hobos, Hustlers, and and Backsliders. Um, and it's a great book. It's a great book because it talks about that particular demographic, the individuals that don't choose to be poor. And these are individuals that were at some point war veterans that came back and now they don't have anywhere to go or their, you know, their, their VA doesn't pull through or whatever the case may be. And so now they're stuck, you know, like doing nothing. There's this, there's, so what it is, is the author, uh, Teresa, uh, she puts herself in that situation. She's like, you know what, like there's this huge population in the even within the united states that are yeah. poor you know especially here in san diego it's, right yeah it's an Down epidemic in, yeah right we have our own skid road here you know la has yeah. one there's one down here and it's just huge you there's bridges or streets near barrio logan and you see like tents pitched up and people are just sleeping out there and it's it's intense and so what she does is she's she wants to understand this population like why like why is it that they're the way that they are or like why do they choose to be here or is it like or what or like what drove them to or what happened in their lives that put them in the situation that they're in and so as she continues as she like lives this experience she ends up it ends up being very difficult for her to come almost come back to her quote-unquote normal life because it be, it's it's just a whole it's like a whole different world there's hierarchy there's power there's individuals that take it take charge of situations of areas of where you can go ask for money where you can't go ask for money and so like it's a whole different like side of the world that you know we we interact or we sometimes see you know these individuals and we don't even know what's going on you know yeah i think one thing I've, I feel like a lot of people might recognize this is that if you're wealthy versus if you're impoverished, mm -hmm. but usually the impoverished person is the person who's spiritually wealthy. Right. Like right. that it's every day is a gift from God. Whatever <clears throat> I do receive right. is a gift from God. Like you, I hear, unfortunately, I don't know this from experience so i'm just like a mm -hmm. hollow shell of a man but like people who go down south of the border and like basically go into like a landfill and like build homes for right. people and these people are like filled with joy right and then we come back up here and to our creature comforts and mm -hmm like our four bedroom houses and it's right. like oh, my life sucks like i have nothing to be thankful for right so there it's always like an interesting kind of almost ironic twist is that right. those who have less are happier than those who have more right and so i think that's a great segue into that that when uh, you know when you choose poverty 
it ends up being a little bit different uh, because here you're in a state where you have given up, you know, the desires of materialistic things because you've, again, and it's difficult to, to make that transition from financial poverty to like, which is forced upon you through society. And then the chosen poverty, which is something that you're able to choose yourself completely and giving things up. But when you when you do give it up, it's because you understand that all these materialistic things don't bring anything. Like sometimes you're using these things, cars, shirts, <clears throat> bags to fill a void, which isn't necessarily going to be filled with anything uh, materialistic. But instead, you're yearning for to be filled with the love of God. Yeah. You know, with that love that, that, that we have. And so I think one of the one of the great uh, stories or parables that we have uh, here uh, <clears throat> in the Bible comes from uh, from the the Gospel of Mark chapter ten, and uh, it's it starts uh, in verse seventeen. And it's called the rich man, and so it states, as he was sitting as he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him, and asked him, "Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life?" And Jesus answered him, "Why do you call me good?" No one is good but God alone. If you know the commandments, you should, and you know the commandments, you shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. He replied and said to him, Teacher, all of these I have observed from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You are lacking in one thing, just one thing. Go, sell what you have. And give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At that statement, his face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. And so, again, here we have, like, Christ is telling you, you know, pick poverty. Choose poverty. If you have many things, give them away. Don't keep them. And I think I think what I really liked is when 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 Christ was referring to the commandments, you know, he wasn't necessarily referring to the commandments of love God, which are the, the first three commandments. Mm-hmm. But he was referring to the 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 other seven, the love your neighbor commandments, yeah. you know, love your neighbors. And if you've done all that, then sell everything you have, you know, give it up, give to the poor. You know, don't there's no need to be living in abundance. You'll always provide. Yeah. You, you don't need to live in abundance. And and once you do that, you, and you, once you follow him and continue following him, he'll he'll definitely provide. Yeah, I uh, this was I had a conversation with one of my friends one time that, um, and he was asking me like I finished my degree and he's like, so what do you want to do with mm-hmm. that? And I'm like, well, just kind of wherever God sends me. And yeah. he's like, so you want to work for the Lord and yeah. be a, my friend is not a believer. Yeah. And he's like, it's like, so then what's your like image of success? Right. And I was like, well, I just want to have enough to feed my, f- and mm-hmm. feed and shelter my family. Like if I can like have that, then I'm good. Right. And and he responds, well, my idea of success is owning a yacht. No. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm like, all right, man. That's nice. Like, right. Yo, that's you, dope. You got to, like, can't you just rent a yacht? Yeah. Or like, if you get invited to go on a yacht. But yeah. Good enough? Yeah. 
like just and I think one of the like traditional things with that reading you here is like that's what that guy needed in that moment. That's mm-hmm. what the rich man needed. Mm-hmm. So we're not all call like right. If you got if your family's got one car and you're like I need to sell everything right. and then you sell your car and then like you can't get to work anymore. <laughs> Yo. And you lose your job and you can't feed your family. That's can we the, the, check uh, it out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Saint <laughs> Francie. <laughs> Of a chi boy Frank. <laughs> yeah, boy Frank, Frank Duro, Francesco, Franco, <laughs> Paquito del Barrio. You know, uh, yeah, actually, I'd love to talk about St. Francis and St. Clair, actually, because yeah. both of these, both of these great Franciscan founders took, took this, this Bible passage to heart. Most, you know, I mean. Yeah, Francis was, he was yeah. at least a upper middle class right. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. Right. So, I mean, he, he was coming, he was part of this new new forming class within within the, the, the medieval time frame and which was the 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 businessman the interpre- <laughs> the entrepreneur so his dad was out there selling lace and silk you know he would travel a lot and get a lot of fabric and sell it and so yeah i mean they they definitely weren't like individuals that had like royalty in their blood yeah but there were definitely people that had money and so he was just like at some point, you know, he was just like, all right, I'm going to become a knight. He goes, he becomes a knight, and he comes back, PTSD, and he's just I mean, like... doesn't he, like, isn't he a total wuss, too, right, when he yeah, gets yeah, into yeah. battle? Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, man, like, and he just, I think, like, I, like, and with a lot of things, it, it, it was definitely glorified, and so he thought, like, you know, all right, cool, cool, and then, you know... And, you know, the popes and priests were slanging oh, indulgences yeah. oh, like crazy they're like oh you need an indulgence they were like oprah like, giving out indulgences you get an indulgence like, if you, you go out here and stab some people that yeah. aren't christians yeah here's you're an indulgence okay. you're going yeah. to heaven and so he's like mm, we don't know about all that yeah. being about that don't stab people for indulgences yeah no we're it's not, not true that. they got it wrong yes and so then he comes back you know and again like he he was a this party boy and like he comes back from from like mm-hmm. the the uh, the crusades and he just doesn't like nothing was filling that void anymore he was just like yo like i've seen stuff that it like how do i even come back from it you know and so then uh you know he heard a voice and it said rebuild my church and and he took the few steps to doing that and then he decided hey you know what like i've got money I'm going to give it up and I'm just going to, you know, and so then the bishop was like, nah, bro, like that wasn't wasn't your money, dog. That's your dad's money that you're giving away. So the bishop gave everything back. But then, you know, uh, Francis was like, yo, like, I don't want like any of this. Like, I want to be poor. And he was very happy. He was very happy being poor. It's joyful. And Mm -hmm. like the, he describes the sweetness when he encounters the lepers, Mm -hmm. like, outcasts in society like that's i mean being poverty doesn't even necessarily have to be anything about money it's right right like it's those who are on the margins so and in francis's day and almost all days yeah (laughs) like lepers were on the margins they were part of the poor and sure Francis was encountering them and like describing the sweetness of interacting yeah, with he, these people. I believe it was like, you know, what was once bitter is now sweet, yeah. you know. So like this, you know, beforehand his his idea of, you know, coming close to an individual that was a leopard was just like, "Oh, I would never," you know. Yeah. 
and then he would definitely and then after his conversion all he wanted to do was like this this is the this is the this is the people that i want to uh you know uh preach to be with be around you know involve myself with and then and so like that's one of those beautiful things and I mean, we we don't even we can't even begin to talk about Claire, who's just I mean, she was definitely royalty. She had royalty <laughs> in her blood, and when she was writing her 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 uh, her form, it was all about poverty. It was like follow poverty, like poverty is where it's at. <laughs> be poor, be humble, uh, to the point where like she was, you know, she was asked to be the head of of her of her order and she was like all right like i'm gonna I'm do it but <laughs> caveat is that i'm gonna be washing everybody's feet when they come back you know it's mm-hmm. like and so again that 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 just like that imagery of being humble being like again poor doesn't necessarily mean just poor of money yeah but being humble you yeah. know rich in spirit so so this is from the first letter uh of saint paul to the corinthian <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first letter to agnes of prague so saint uh so just to give you some uh, some context behind this, um, super so super rich Saint Clair had money, I mean balls to the walls money and stuff like that. So she decided to give everything up just like Francis, and then other people, uh, mostly women, were like, "Whoa, that's really cool! Like I'm fairly rich too." And so here's the the prince uh the, the daughter of the bohemian prince and he was she was like you know what like i'm giving everything up also <laughs> starting my nah. own pledge yeah <laughs> and so uh you know of course claire was trying to support her and so wrote some letters out to her and so this is what what claire tells agnes of prague about poverty and it says it is so good and so great on coming into the virgin's womb wanted to appear despised needy and poor to the world so that people who were very poor and needy, suffering excessive hunger of heavenly nourishment, may become rich in him by possessing the kingdom of heaven. Be very joyful and glad, fulfilled with a remarkable happiness and spiritual joy. So, I mean, here here it is, you know, mm. it's just like leading into that incarnation portion yeah. of our, it's like Christ came, he gave everything up, he became poor. And he did it joyfully and happily. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a perfect transition. Incarnation and poverty. And I've got to grab my notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll start from like this uh, maybe kind of cosmological vision that we get from uh, St. Paul. And this is uh, Philippians 2 verses 6 through 11. And, or five through eleven. <laughs> Hit up a time. And uh, so it's, I love the and it's, it's like a hymn from the ancient church that Paul's reciting here, and it's talking about what Christ gave up to become one of us. And he says, "Have among yourselves the same attitude that is also yours in Christ Jesus." who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness and found human in appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. 
Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So mm. there, there's a lot in there. Yeah. Like, rather he emptied himself, taking on the form of a slave. Uh, uh, <laughs> he humbled himself, becoming obedient to death. And this was for the greater glory of God. God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name above every name that every knee in the universe hmm. and outside of the universe for would that. bend at the name of Jesus. And he's exalted because of his, the extreme oppositeness, the extreme poverty to be God, to be the second person of the Trinity who without nothing can exist. God speaks, there's Christ. The word of God, the means through which the universe is created, becomes a human being. Mm. Does he become a king, Kerwin? Oh. On earth? Oh, yes, he do, does. <laughs> do, do, is it like... But it's not a king in the way yeah. that we expect it, you know, like in the Old Testament, when we see about, you know, prophecies or, uh, you know, the different revelations of the king, people are going to be thinking, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be a fighter. Yeah. He's going to be out here looking like the guy Logan, he, you know, <laughs> and it's like shredded and everything. He's going to lead us to richness and stuff like that. But instead, here, we again, like you said, yeah. you know. We have, he's exalted because of the complete opposite. He is the king, but mm -hmm. he is the king of the poor. Like, he is every, and that's what, you know, the individuals of that time frame had such a difficult time with. Yeah. It's like, well, what do you mean you're the Messiah? Like, you're not this like he, wonderful being. It's like, like, it wasn't Herod's son. Right, right, it right, exactly. It wasn't Caesar that was incarnate, right. that no. God became incarnate. It was nobody uh, yeah a nobody somebody uh, uh the son of a carpenter <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying it's and, just like and like uh, it's god turns everything upside down and mm -hmm. in no bigger way does god turn everything upside down than within the incarnation that right. he doesn't come to he doesn't become human and become a king in the earthly sense and so, the well, if we look at the nativity, it's like he's rejected at the inn, and then is born in the streets or in a stable, and is placed in a trough. Mm. Like, yeah, how ba babies aren't? That's not. That's not how we have our children. That's right. that's probably, I mean, you probably had your child in the comfort of your home back then. Right. But it's like, they they get to Bethlehem and they're like, nope, we got no room. And like, 
it doesn't say, and then they walked over to the yeah. stable and they found a nice, warm, cozy place with a bunch of fluffy animals right. to give birth to Jesus. And it was very cute and nice. No, it was... Or it wasn't was, like they went yeah. to the double tree and got a chocolate chip cookie as yeah, they yeah. checked in. Like, this, and then, no. Yeah, it's, they rejected at the inn. There's no room in the inn. And Mary goes into labor. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus is wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in a manger. Mm-hmm. A trough. Like... Right. And I, I I don't know, it doesn't say they cleaned it out or anything. Right. It's yeah. like this is the gross slop that the yeah. animals ate. And I this is it. where Jesus was put. That's, that is the creator of the universe. Yep. Like, that's... Okay. <laughs> that, I mean, that's mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's so crazy to think that here you have, again, saying the, se- the second person of the Holy Trinity, God the Son... And he became, you know, flesh, and now he's, like, instead of, you know, being wrapped in silk and yeah. all this other stuff, you know, he's being just nice, like, a little <laughs> blanket and put in, on top of, like, goulash and yeah. corn. And then, um, so, and then, a, like, a word about Nazareth. You have... Can anything good come from Nazareth? Mm. And that was a statement. And there's like archaeological information about Nazareth that it was a dump. Dump. It was a slum. It was was ghetto. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like this place, there was crap flowing through the streets. Mm -hmm. Like Nazareth was a dump. Nothing good came from Nazareth. And this is where the creator of the universe... Mm -hmm. (laughs) is this is his home this is where he decides to come from yeah and it's like the like even beyond that it's like the backwood yokels live Mm -hmm. in nazareth Mm -hmm. like so everything's opposite with god right and so and in god's decision to choose poverty to reveal himself to the world and this is what actually shows God's power, that it's not about, um, look at me, I'm so powerful. I created the universe, and I can destroy the universe with the snap of a finger. Mm. Mm. Does God have fingers? I guess one third of God has yes, fingers exactly. in the Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that God's ultimate power is in God's ability to let everything go. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to get mad and, like, punch a guy who insults you at the bar. Right, right. It's easy to give your children a tongue lashing when they do something wrong. Yeah. It's hard. It takes more power to let those things go. And that's what God does. Yeah. He lets it all go. Right. He is... Yeah, and I think to take to take it one step further, not only does he let it go, but he continues to love us. Yeah. After that happens, so it's like okay, cool, maybe your kid did something wrong and you let it go, you know. But like let that's still go. in there, yeah, let exactly. It go. Let it go. <laughs> and like you know, he's still he's just like, hey, you know what? It's cool. Don't worry about it. I love you. Yeah. Then. Uh... Just one more thing on, like, God's poverty. Like, 
those who are impoverished, if you're out there and you're broke like a joke, mm. like you're you're closer to God. Look at K Money yes. over here. I poor. Yeah, poor, I I mean I'm having a hard time. I just got my inheritance <laughs> and right. man, I don't Yeah. I'd rather be broke. Right. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna share a story yeah. with you. And it's it's a really embarrassing story. And I sometimes like this is kinda like it was one of those like oh snap moments for me and I was <clears throat> I was working uh for Wells Fargo and uh, a lady came in and of course, like this, is, I was just very, you know, money oriented at this time, <laughs> money, money, money. And so this lady comes in with a check, a half a million dollar check, and she wanted to deposit into her account. And I was like, and so I looked at it, I didn't see the memo, didn't see who had ran out the check or anything. And I was like, oh, this is a fat check. That's super <laughs> cool. Are you going to blow this money or what? And the lady was like, my husband just died. And like, this is what he left us yeah it's like and i would love to give this up so that i could have my husband back mm-hmm. and after that like that was just like that was like it was like one of those snap Straight things where you're just earth. like whoa <laughs> yeah like money isn't everything no like it's not gonna be able to bring somebody back it's not gonna be able to fill that void again mm-hmm. that somebody that somebody was there for you you know yeah. and so it was just one of those things that you're just like you're right like money isn't really everything no it's not you got a you got some scripture for us no, i was just i was just talking i was just like because you know when nathaniel was like can anything good come out of nazareth you know just john too uh but yeah i mean yes it's again something great always comes out of nazareth yeah. and, and we talked about this in our uh our ladies uh podcast where we stated that hey you know what like god always reaches out to the individuals yeah. that are marginalized and so that's just because hey you know what we are we are his community he comes <laughs> to us this is where he decided to be born and be a part of yeah even beyond like god letting go of everything to become human mm-hmm. i would say that god lets go of being human mm-hmm. and the so if we look at we talked about the nativity and how jesus is born in the streets or he's born in a stable he's born in a dirty dingy place and he's placed in a dirty dingy trough and that's like subhuman Mm. like that's not i mean mary joseph they're doing their best with what's what's been given them but there's something in that that god not only chooses to become human and let everything go but also even lets go of a normal birth mm-hmm. that his birth is for all purposes mm-hmm. is like it's it's ugly mm-hmm. and yeah. then his death is even uglier right he dies right. a criminal's death and he is lashed and scourged and beaten down and broken and i mean you are one of our professors said that like the passion of the christ like that movie's like gruesome Mm -hmm. in its depiction and she says it was worse yeah like right it and so not only does god give up being god but to a certain extent god gives up being human that 
this to be treated not like a human should be treated right. not like the worst punishment for a person in the ancient world and this is given to god mm. and what was that i think it was a reflection from peter john olivy that it was and we were shown that image of jesus and it's oh. like there's not not even humanity is left after the scourging right so what's left yeah and it's love why does god give all this up because god does whatever god wants to do right, <laughs> right. true like, that like don't put our human expectations yeah let's not onto god him. right yeah and let's not pretend that we know better than god and like if we're having some wtf moments when it's like wait god did what right and he did it because he loves me because he loves all of us and he chooses to love us Mm -hmm. in whatever way he wants and the way he chooses to love us is to put himself beneath us right Really, you know, really definitely putting into that mindset, you know, thinking about others, you know, that, that, that concept of focusing on others other than yourself, you know, yeah. and so what a great way to show that, you know, um, and it was, I mean, you, you see him carrying that, <laughs> how they depict it is the cross, but it's usually just a long piece of wood, yeah. you know, and he falls down and he gets bitten and the, you know, the Roman soldiers spit at him and make fun of him and puncture his side and all this other stuff give him vinegar instead of water when he's thirsty you know and he was okay with all of this you know just because he knew that there was a greater good yeah Yeah. and and in john's gospel we get the understanding that he did it all on his own accord Mm -hmm. like he chose it right he was like yeah, I choose to do yeah, this. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm laying my life down. Mm-hmm. No one's taking it from me. Right, right. And um, what else was I going to say? It's going to take me a second to remember this. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. I got it. So in kind of, and Paul says this in that little passage we read, that he's exalted that and that's the like Mm -hmm. the language in john's gospel surrounding the crucifixion is that his being crucified is the moment that he is exalted this is the high point this is when he's the king right is when he's lifted up on the cross Mm -hmm. and the greek is hypso right right yep (laughs) to lift up to lift up exalt and he's yeah the cross is god's throne Mm -hmm. like and even i would go so far to say he's exalted in the way that he's born Mm -hmm. like god's exalted in everything that god does right right and so and god does the opposite of what human beings expect Mm -hmm. god's ways are not our ways and right we should never forget that when we try to give him a finite parameter where it's like oh yeah of course this is what god would do because you know 
blah 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 or x y and z it's like well just remember that i mean he came right became flesh and did the complete opposite of what everybody was expecting yeah Yeah. just the complete opposite and it was just because at that time individuals had taken god's word that was given to moses and warped it for their own benefit or for (laughs) their own interpretation and so what does God do? It's like, oh, cool. You think you figured me out. <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. Psych. You did it. Here's the full L- let me, Yeah. Let yeah. me fully tell you like what yeah. it's meant by this. Mm-hmm. And he does that all through his narratives, all through the Gospels where he, you know, does direct quotes from the Old Testament. It's like, and you thought this was this, but let me yeah. tell you what it's really about, you yeah. know? And he starts off with Isaiah. Yeah. And saying, I've come to proclaim good news to the poor and the captive and the oppressed and it's like yep god's here for a reason right and it's to lift up the lowly and if we're not the lowly Mm -hmm. then our job is to do that Mm -hmm. is to be like god god's left us with a mission I, i like i kind of We've talked about before in a older podcast, like maybe there's nobody in hell. Mm. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. like Hitler and the devil chilling. Right. Just be like, yo, <laughs> what up with this heat? How, how's, <laughs> it's hot, man. How's the weather going to yeah. be today, yeah. Lucifer? <laughs> what's the, Siri, what's yeah. the weather like today? <laughs> and, but what does that leave us with if I'm not supposed to be good mm-hmm. so I can get into heaven? So what does that leave us with? And that's... It leaves us with our mission. Right. That God came for the lowly, the poor, the oppressed, the marginalized. Mm-hmm. And our call as disciples is to do the same thing. That's what all the precepts are for. Right. That's what all the teachings are for, is to make the kingdom of God present on earth. Mm-hmm. Not so much to get into the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. but like we know what we can deal with here on earth. Right. We... Ain't nobody gone to heaven and come back True that man. I know of. Not that I know To of. tell us like what it's like. Right. Jesus was constantly talking about this is what the kingdom of God is like. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm. Right. We've got a mission, ladies and gentlemen. And it's to love one another. Man, this love is not another. our usual goofy podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It was supposed to be funny. All right. But, I mean, it is what it is. So, a guy's late for a job interview Uh and he's pulling up and he says he's looking for a parking space and there's no parking in his interviews in like two minutes Uh and he starts praying god if you give me a parking space i'll start praying more i'll go to church every sunday i'll start giving money to the poor and then like right in front of him someone backs out and leaves and he's like oh Never mind, God. <laughs> I found a spot. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got it. Don't yeah. worry. Oh, do we have a, do we have a question from Jesse? Maybe. <laughs> there, there's our goofy moment from Jesse. A kingdom of God at hand is worth two burning bushes. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. Yeah. All right. Magoos right. to Jesse. All right. I think we're out. Cool. Yeah, we're done. Thank right. you so much for following. Thank you so much for watching. Thank yep, you so yep. much for commenting. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, JC. And uh, 
you know, if you guys like it, make sure to share it. Yeah, yeah. Me gusta. Me gusta los nazarenos. Tres bien. Yes. And I'm mixing French. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us again on Los Nazarenos Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Nazarenos for Life. That's the number four L-I-F-E on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Nazarenos for Life or our website, Nazarenos for Life.com. That is the number four L-I-F-E. And please rate and review the podcast on wherever you are listening. Peace.